Dead men tell no tales. Fifteen men loaded in man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? The ship with black sails that's crewed by the damned. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Black Pearl Show, a Pirates of the Caribbean Minute podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis from scottartis.com. And I'm Heather Artis from blackpearlminute.com. Boy, you got a little sing-songy there. <laughs> What's going on with that? You're just excited to be doing this today? Oh, yeah. Well, that's good, I guess. Why not? I guess. No, it's good. Hopefully you bring that energy. You always be excited to Hell, come in. You should channel like 10% of the energy I bring to this show. It'd be like a vast improvement. Because I like to start off the Monday week thing by digging myself into a hole. Or into the dungeon. Into the dungeon I go. Thanks for joining us for minute 63 of Dead Man's Chest. So put your fish sticks in the oven, grab your hip flask, and settle in for a little scholarly discussion of the pirate movies that... Revived generation, generation or genre, something like that. A serious academic breakdown of Dead Man's Chest. That's what we're here for, right? Uh, sure. But first, I think we better hit Pirate Word of the Week. Otherwise, like I'll forget and then that just sets me up for a ridicule from Heather. And we don't want any of my loyal fan base getting all riled up at Heather because, well, when they come to my defense. Huh. Because I'm like a... It's like heroic. I'm like the Will Turner of the pirate show here. I don't think so. So pirate word of the week. Ahoy there, scallywags. Pirate word of the week in five, four, three, two. Yarr. Cutthroat. Ooh, good one. Exactly. I thought it was fitting for this week. I think I have notes for that. That's why. It's weird. Really? Yeah. If that, it's That's w- weird. Yeah, it might be. I can't remember now. That's weird. But I might have notes about Cutthroat. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So it's an evil, dangerous person, a villain, or a killer. Well, that's cool. There we go. Mm -hmm. And it's like ties in with what we had. Exactly. I'm trying to remember why I have notes. I have notes for something. Somewhere this week I have notes about Cutthroat. Or it's more of a, maybe it's not really notes, but maybe I just use the word Cutthroat. That's kind of interesting. Sometimes we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Sometimes. I'll have to think about it. It'll. It, I'm sure it'll come up. In my notes, all of a sudden, I'll see Cutthroat and I'll go, aha! Why, there it is. And I'm not even going to go into other things because now I got sidetracked. I'm just going to let you slide by just telling us that definition, even though I really kind of want to know more about it. Really? But I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to stay away from it for right now. And I'll stew in my sad juices. You do that. In the previous minute, Captain Calamari takes his mandatory smoking break from the Gorton's fisherman boat to round up a little side hustle. The always lucrative ferrying souls to the netherworld. And how can we forget his job as a papal hitman whose contract killing modus operandi is to dabble in the pirate cliche? Cutthroat. I see <laughs> what you did there. 
Lord of the Seas. With all that commotion, the chaplain senses it's time for a cleansing of the soul and decides to go for a late night ocean swim. Can anyone give me a hand over the <laughs> side of the ship? Poor chaplain. He had a little uh, plastic surgery to his neck there. Fishy Minute 63 begins with Davy Jones asking Will Turner, What is your purpose here? Will stammers, looking for words, grasps the last thing Jack says to him as a reply. Jack sent me to settle his debt, clearly catching Jones off guard. The minute ends with Jack Sparrow answering Jones, Technically I was only captain for two years, then I was viciously mutinied upon. Davy responds, Then you are a poor captain, but a captain nonetheless. Have you not introduced your... Dot, dot, dot. Oh, it's been a while since we've had a dot, have dot, you, dot. Have you not introduced your... Where the heck is he going with that? Exactly. I was actually lost on that. I was wondering what the hell was going on. Wow. And I watched the next going. minute and I go, oh, it all makes sense. That's part of the problem. Sometimes it's like, well, it's been a while since we've actually watched the movie straight through. And I kind of did that on purpose. Yeah. Because I kind of wanted to leave some stuff that was more of a surprise or maybe I forgot and then I'd relive it. Yeah. And think about minute what was happening minute. next. Yeah, because it was because hard Because you to... are the spoil king. I am. And sometimes that leads to like things in my notes that I go, wait a second. This answer's in the next minute or the very next minute. Or this is something that comes up later on. And it's like, why did I bring that up? It's like we haven't seen it, but we have seen it. It's just weird. But anyways, I thought it'd be a different perspective than just like watching it straight through and then doing the minute by yeah. minute breakdown. But as we get into this, I mean, it's like, here we go. This just might be the first truly holy... Shiite moment here in the whole franchise. That's what I'm thinking. And I might be willing to venture out onto that limb there and declare this minute is where there isn't a real plan. No clear way out of this debacle. And perhaps Will isn't so much as scared of Davy Jones and his crew as he is for the unknown. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. And that's why he's shaking? Yeah. It's not the cold? I don't think it's the cold. Really? Will is rash. He rushes into things. This we know. But in doing this, like, well, doing it this time, he managed to do it without really knowing all the facts behind it. Not that he knew before. But here it's like a true supernatural legend. I mean, he's heard of them. He may not have known the details. But it's so much like he doesn't understand, actually, that's going on here. I mean, he has no plan, nor has he identified even an escape route. And I think that's what's bothering him. Because it comes off as him being, like, quite nervous because the only card he has to play is the one freaking Jack gave him. Yeah. It's like Jack gave him a freaking two of spades. I mean, he's he's clearly like, God, should I really say this? That's what I'm saying. Is, I yeah. shouldn't say this. This is wrong. But I don't know what else to tell the guy. The truth? No, I can't tell him the truth. I'm after his key. What should I do? <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, it's, it's a nothing card that he has. Yeah. So he sees Davy Jones is like sporting this full house and he has to drop the two. Yeah. Nobody wants to have to do that. And he, it's like Davy Jones has all five cards and he only has one and it's a two. So it's not even a good thing because he debates it with himself before he kind of going down that road. He clearly doesn't really know what that means other than maybe what he just heard about. So if this debt thing with Jack falls through, his option appears to be going to the depths. I, had to, I was having trouble saying depth. I'm like, depth. <laughs> what the hell kind of word is that? Why do they have to put a PTH there? Depth. I think we've had this conversation have before. Have we? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't like the PTH then. <laughs> it's okay elsewhere, but when, now when I'm on the air doing it, I don't like it. I'm just going to say it. Anyways, he could be going to the locker, let's just say. 
Or, and that's with a slice to the throat, right? Yeah. Or joining the crew in service for 100 years. All the hands that he has are losers. Right. And maybe a bit of foreshadowing is happening here as well. We don't want to get, I don't, well, okay. We don't really want to get into this right now. But if his only options are seemingly to die or join the crew, maybe him being on the scuttled ship at this moment when the dead and dying crew are being sorted. Sorted, kind of, you know? (laughs) This has, like, resulted in Will having his destiny altered. This might be that point. It's like he doesn't have free will anymore. Right. Will doesn't have free will. That's exactly it. His path really has been sealed and his options are, like, predetermined now. But if we can tackle that later... I think that's probably going to be the best because we don't want to get into a bunch of that now. But it's like, just keep an eye on this when we move into the future of the film. The film's future, we should say. And then as we're getting back to the will here and now, the will of the present. Yeah. He knows Jack can't be trusted. The last thing Will would want is to not just lose Elizabeth, but fail to accomplish his goal while giving Jack a get out of and free card here. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's why we see the turmoil on his face. It's like, I can't believe I'm going to say Jack's name here. Maybe it's, if I say it quietly, it'll be okay. Maybe Jones won't hear me. I'll just keep it low. He'll just ask you to repeat it. That is exactly what happens. <laughs> like anybody. Has it ever worked ever for somebody to say, oh, I'm sorry I robbed that bank. Oh, yes, I did rob the bank. <laughs> if you do it real quietly, it doesn't change the circumstance. Oh, Captain. He said it quietly. <laughs> it changes everything. No, it doesn't work like that. So this is the reason I was going to ask you. So why does he actually say it? If he knows he shouldn't be saying this, is it because there's no other option? That's exactly what I there's think There's no other is. reason. He can't tell him the reason he's there really, which is to get the key from Davy Jones, right? He can't say that. Oh, I'm here to get your key. Davy Jones goes, yeah, goodbye, buddy. <laughs> well, possibly. And I... I had some notes, actually, about that. Okay. Because maybe he should have just told the truth, or partial truth, not the whole truth, okay? The whole truth and nothing but the truth? No. Especially after hearing Tia Dalma talk about this tragic love story of Jones. Yeah. Oh, go to the point. He could have said, yeah. Go to the beginning. I'm here because Jack needs a key so that... All of a sudden, I my idea becomes your woman, idea. And we could get married and have, live happily ever after. Exactly. If he dropped the, I'm only here to rescue my bride, maybe not drop the key thing that he's there to get the key from him. Yeah. But say something like, Jack told me to come aboard. Say, and then told me to say, I'm here to settle his debt in exchange for helping me rescue my damsel in distress. Play the fish heartstrings if possible here. Right. Because he does know, right? He knows. Well, he does. He was in the shack. He knows that... The reason his heart is in the box is because he lost his love and couldn't live without her. That's right. And so, right, he should have played the heartstrings and said, hey, I'm here because Jack told me I need to pay his debt so that I can get the compass to go and rescue my bride. Exactly. He drops part of it. Not the keys. Jones possibly maybe would have that compassion for that. And would help him. Maybe. Because... Then Will could have struck a deal with Jones about Jack and said basically, hey, Jack's right over there. Right. Exactly. So why is he playing into Jack's hands when he could use Jones to get the compass 
and get back to Elizabeth. Mind you, he just watched this guy slit somebody's throat and throw him overboard. That's Mind true. you, he saw these things come right out of the ship. And a ship emerged from the water. So he's seen a lot of crazy stuff here. Right. And maybe the only bit of details that he's heard about Davy Jones and the Flying Dutchman is that there's never a good outcome. If you encounter them, you're dead. Your soul is ferried across. Maybe that's the extent of his knowledge. So he doesn't really know what's going to happen. Right, but maybe he should have tried. Well, I'm agreeing with you on that. I think so. I think he should have tried. Yeah, he should have tried. If you have two options and one of them is one that Jack gave you, you go with the other option. Right. Because the one Jack gave you is to help Jack first and foremost. You got that You're down the line. So you jump in with your own that helps you first and foremost and counteract the Jack proposal. Yeah. Because he hesitantly like repeats it too. Because he caught Davy Jones off guard. Davy's like, oh, did yeah. he actually just hear Will say that? Yeah. Well, he asked him to repeat it to make sure. Then, of course, during the repeat offense, Will starts to gather that second time's a charm courage. Like, he kind of accepts it now. Like, okay, I own this. I said it. I kind of own it. I mean, not at first. Kinda, but he pauses in between Jack Sparrow and then... I know. And I got something on that. Okay. But it's not where you think I'm going. Okay. Okay, so let me start this. Okay, first, you're right. He does pause because he's starting to accept it, that he said this. Okay, I've let this cat out of the bag, this jack out of the bag. So he starts to say it again. Like, is this the right answer? You're kind of giving that. It's like putting a question mark after he's saying it. Yeah. But then finally, he just like, okay, I said it. It's too late. I might as well just own this to a little bit. But I'm not sure people are going to like what this part is, especially Orlando Bloom fans out there. But he gets this look that I've seen before when he's saying the second time. And it's something I've seen on none other than Captain James D. Kirk. Yeah, he gets this William Shatner facial expression. Maybe it has maybe something more to do with his speech cadence at this point. Jack Sparrow sent me (laughs) to settle his debt. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Jack Sparrow sent me to settle his debt. (laughs) Full speed, Scotty. You know, that kind of thing. You've seen this somewhere else? Did I just not tell you? Captain Kirk. No, I mean, you've seen him act like this before. No. I've seen the look on his face. It was reminiscent of Jack. Okay. I got it. I got it. Are you here now? Yeah. No, I was just just verifying mine. Scotty, uh, one to beam to the studio. Lock on Heather's signal. (laughs) Now I'm in the doghouse again. Shouldn't have gone there. Sometimes this stuff just comes to me. I mean, that's where I... it was Captain Kirk like. Yeah. But I'm still a big but I'm still a bit bugged by all of Will's lack of courage during all this. He started off great, fighting the encrusted crew, but now that persona isn't shining through. And I I know we don't have to discuss this again, but I expect Will to stand up and blurt out why he's there. You know, maybe he should just have like I said told the truth then. But is he worried it's going to jeopardize his bride to be that's possible Elizabeth. i mean like i said this is a legendary or, supernatural character that you can't trust necessarily or jeopardize him saving her life that's true too he's got to think of the best way out maybe he thought that this wouldn't really work anyways i don't know and that he could somehow finagle something knowing jack do you really think it would have worked that's true you know what i mean the plan is in motion but he has seen the plans work before yeah, but this is this is somebody else trusting 
Yeah, but he trusted when they Jack. escaped Port Royal in Curse of the Black Pearl. Not Will trusting Jack. Somebody else Somebody trusting else Jack. Somebody else trusting Jack, okay. Like Barbosa. That's true. Barbosa, okay. we all know Barbosa's not going to trust Jack's word. That's right. So he's banking on Mr. Fishface here to not trust Jack's word, right? That's Yes, that's possible. It's like a kind of child psychology thing. Here. Right. Because if know. you know Jack, you know not to trust his word. That's true. Because he's always But Will games. should trust Jack with some of his plans. He's seen his plans come to fruition before. Well, yeah. And maybe that's it. Maybe he feels that Jack's got something. That's true. Maybe that there. was why. Because he started mulling like, this just sounds as stupid as hell for me to say this. But then again, we did try to steal the ship. They came after us. We jumped on the one that was fully prepared for sale. And we got out of there yeah. in Curse of the Black Pearl. So it worked just like he said it would. I didn't believe him, but yeah. Yeah, maybe he thinks he's got a plan under there. That's possible. There's something in the script that I thought was interesting about this particular scene. Said that Joan's skin actually darkens in anger, the way a squid might change color when confronted with an enemy when he hears Will drop the Jack Sparrow sent me bomb. I didn't notice it changing in color. No, I said in the script. Oh, I was just I was just confirming. I didn't notice it changing color. I didn't notice it in the film either. But that I think would have been like a great touch. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that. It's like a little darkening with this pigmentation. This is chromatophores. You know, nothing over the top. It would Subtle. have been awesome if they speckled him. Would have been, yeah, like a great, that would have been a great detail. Uh-huh. Or it turns red, we just like yeah. an octopus or something like that. Oh, I guess we should point out, for those keeping track of the different types of marine animal cells, we have our number two here. The other day, well, first of all, you should let us know when you get bingo, when you get five <laughs> animal cells in a row. Nematocysts, we had the other day, remember those? Things on like jellyfish and stuff? Yeah. The kind of coiled harpoons that spring out. Yes. When you touch them yes. kind of deal. Talked about it last week. Yeah. Then today, I mentioned chromatophores, color changing cells. Who doesn't like those? I have no Ah, problem. chromatophores. Well, technically, I mean, they're cells with pigments. But encephalopods, you know, like our Davy Jones friend or other color changing marine animals. Chromatophores contain pigment sacs that become more visible as these radial muscles like pull the sac open, making the pigment expand under the skin or it can contract too. That's why you get the color hmm. changes and stuff. So thanks, biology. <laughs> and since we're on biology, even birds have pigment cells. Yeah, that's right. That's my uh, transition. But actually, those are called... Oh, you're going to hit him before I get a chance. Melanocytes. What? The cotton's parrot. Hint, that's number three on our cell <laughs> list for bingo. You suck. What? Anyways, cotton's <laughs> parrot. Yes. Cotton's you parrot. You suck, dude. How? Yeah, because he's the brightest thing in the room. How dare you? Get the hell out of here. God, it's he that, like totally lights up the room. That's what I'm saying. He's like, boom, I was there's Cotton to. Parrot. Look at, I started it. I had this great introduction and then you hornswoggled it from that's me. That's because you so stole you can it, say it from me. Because it's absolutely perfect because he or she, whatever the parrot is, it's like an incredibly bright spot in a God, dull, it, dark and blue setting. It is the most beautiful thing in the room. It is. With the yellow and the blue just shining it's up. It's like, like they reflected it or when they were doing the digital. Wow enhancements at the yeah. end they brighten that up they're like oh, let's yeah. do a little brightness around that they they and they highlighted the bird because the parrot completely livens up the scene yeah like the lanterns did previously well this is like the bright spot of hope again all is dark except for a little ray of hope a little yeah. ray of cotton cotton's parrot plus the contrast it provides is incredible draws the eye and i'm not sure that is a good thing because it kind of takes away from the action taking place of the motley <laughs> crew being captured 
but it was there and I couldn't stop looking at it. No. Like it, was, he, it was awesome the way they did that. Was himself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh, man, I like that. But the real like spectacular interaction is between Jones and Jack Sparrow here. That's what I thought. That I like the takeaway. way all of a sudden Davy Jones pops up right in front of Sparrow's face. Yeah, that was a good kind of special effect. It's not really special effects. It kind magic. Of is. Yeah, magic, if you will. Because Jack is like taking that safe distance approach, which is clearly not a way to impress Davy Jones, first of all. <laughs> That's what a coward would do. Just like offering up a blacksmith to settle his debt. Come on. This isn't the way to get Davy Jones into your trust no. or earn your trust. He's like a peeping Tom that gets caught. <laughs> Whammo. I mean, Jones and his crew materialize on the Black Pearl. Yeah. One second, he's watching the conversation between Will and Davy Jones, and then Davy Jones looks over, and he's right in front of his face. Did you know this supernatural soul fairying guy can sense these things? Oh, yeah. How else could Bootstrap have found Jack if he couldn't sense his presence somewhere? Right, yeah. I don't know. Jones doesn't hold back either. He doesn't take excuses or play games. That's what we nope. kind of realized. Yet, like with throwing Will under the bus, Jack plays the technicality card here. <laughs> I like the way he just tells, says, oh, when he first sees Davy. Yeah, because he knows he's oh. in trouble. What is that supposed to mean? Uh, it wasn't really a captain. Uh, two years. <laughs> Don't I get 11 more? Yeah. This is Jack, again, like usual, pushing death back. He's constantly doing that. Cheating death. And he can't escape without help. We know that. But there's some good things with their interaction. As I said, Joan's not taking excuses. That's one of them. But then there's like this commanding lead that goes to Jones, who pushes Jack back as he walks forward. Yeah. It's like very Bugs Bunny-like. Jack is leaning backwards as he's walking backwards. Jones is leaning forward as he's moving forward. This is straight from the cartoons. And maybe Elmer the Marx Fudd Brothers or something like that. Yeah. Bugs Bunny. That's what it reminds me of. And, and if we look at it from a global perspective, it's like with Beckett and Elizabeth in his office. The upper hand shifting from one character oh, to the yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. Here, Jack is currently sporting no hand whatsoever. No. And the card that he did give, he gave Will, and that was a two, two of spades. But it's very much in Jack's character, though. It's like reminiscent of his interactions with Barbosa, since you kind of brought up Barbosa. He's trying to wheel and deal things. Yeah. And it's not really going anywhere yet. No. And we should mark the clock that minute 63 is the first on-screen meeting of Jack and Jones. Mm. And to boot, it's like they're doing a bit of... A dance. The tango. Hey. Not something you see every day. A pirate captain doing the tango with an octopus supernatural legend. <laughs> Even pirates got to let loose every now and then. Can't blame them. How long has it been since they visited Tortuga or Singapore? They're getting a bit backed up. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. So they got to dance it out. Wow. Think you'd find a woman to dance with. Or at least a man dressed as a woman. Depends who you are. That's true. There you go. Very true. I don't have anything else, actually. When I mentioned tango, that's it. Do you have anything else on your end? That's it for me. Yeah. I mean, maybe we could leave these two to finish their date. <laughs> They're dancing. Their date of destiny. Yeah, exactly. That's all I got then. That's it for me. I'll just leave it there. Okay. Sounds good. I don't know good. if I can top a tango dancing Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones with on the, the Black Pearl face. with a bright cotton's parrot to I lighten bet. up the... To set the mood, let's say. It was like, yeah, it was eye-catching. Yeah, it was definitely eye-catching. I don't know. Okay, we'll be back on Wednesday with Minute 64 of Dead Man's Chest. Until then, scallywags, let's keep the horns swoggling and the tango dancing with marine life 2.0.
to a minimum. And the wine drinking to a maximum. Oh, trust me. Everybody knows out there that you have wine. And unfortunately, I've left my wine downstairs. I was stupid. It was stupid. Because my glass been drinking is gone. Away the whole time. And I'm going to race you downstairs. Well, tumble. Uh, <laughs> bobble. Really? Yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. You've been listening to The Black Pearl Show, and we appreciate it, scallywags. Heather, I know you're still on pirate time and kicking back with the booze, but you may have noticed... Actually, who am I kidding? The only thing you've noticed lately is the inside of the Faithful Bride Tavern. Anyways, our procrastination has paid off yet again and Season 2 is here and we are willfully unprepared. Maybe we can distract people with a Jack Sparrow wave of the hands and send people across that thing called the internet. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, Twitter.com slash Black Pearl Men, Instagram.com slash Black Pearl Show, SoundCloud.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean, that's for best of clips, and by all means give us a plug and review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it, mateys. Oh, and let's not forget the Facebook Cursed Crew listeners group for post-episode discussions. That's actually a lot to remember, especially if you're in a foggy haze like Heather. Just go to blackpearlshow.com and everything is there at the click of a button. Perhaps I should have just said that from the beginning. This is a Shoutreach Media Production. Pirates don't need no stinking disclaimers, but just for fun. I think all you dirty, filthy bildrats know that Disney and Bruckheimer Films have no affiliation with us at all, and we have none with those blooming cockroaches. We talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, which is their property, and all that other fun stuff. But I think it's obvious what's ours and what's theirs. There's no need to blur the lines or stir up a bloody rum-filled sweat. As for the music... That's with permission or licensed under Creative Commons. So let's give a shout out to Ross Bugden, Six Nail Coffin, and Tommy Wynn. The rest? Well, that's just me. Oh, and maybe Heather.